Mr. Miller, uh, you are a lifesaver. Let me tell you what, because thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Anytime I talk sports, it's funny. Fucking sports. And it's, it's cool because you, you also do like things that I don't really necessarily care about. So that's pretty tight. I try to watch obscure stuff. I think I got that from my dad. Like, he would always be watching like curling in the Olympics. I love that. And I don't know if you give a shit about that at all, but uh, I think that's like my lifelong uh, dream is to make the Olympic team for curling. <laughs> oh, we love curling here at the fucking Minority Sports Report. You don't even know, bro. You don't even know. <laughs> I love it. I Seriously, I'm watching the World Curling Championships now. Uh, yeah, I never mind. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> No, I'll watch bowling. I'll actually. Do you ever like just watch some of that stuff on ESPN, like the the dodgeball movie? Like, not that much of a stretch to it. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> oh shit! All right, we're gonna jump right into it. Oh, I, uh, Scame, Scame is still here. He's he's still on the uh, he's on this episode, so we'll 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 listen to Scame here in a bit. But uh, we're gonna jump right into the NFL because why the fuck not? The big shit, obviously, Antonio Brown going to the Raiders, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I think that's going to be good for Derek Carr, um, especially with Amari Cooper gone, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sad that like those two couldn't pair up, even as a Broncos fan, like that just seems like such a sweet receiving duo that uh-huh. could have, should have been, you know? Yeah. But, um, I, I mean... I, I want to give Gruden the benefit of the doubt, the doubt too. I mean, this was a good trade for him. Um, and I feel bad that the Bills got screwed on this, you know? Yeah, they got hoes. <laughs> uh, the Bills. He's just going to be like, nah, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not going 3-13 in the cold, Bill. Not like that. No, for real, dog. It's, it's fucking... I'm trying to get the exact... Uh, the exact... Um, contract like what exactly happened for the trade and with the trade but this shit ain't loading tight come on come on internet oh there we go here we are so yeah I don't know I don't know the terms of the contract I don't know how much money he made uh, I've been pretty busy today so I haven't haven't followed up on the small stuff the deeps uh, but I did see that it happened yesterday 
as of this recording, not today. Um, C. Third round pick. Wow, that was it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like they did that trade on Madden too, and, and it wouldn't go through. They wouldn't approve it. So yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's a steal! Holy yeah. Yeah, that's a, like they really they really pulled out, especially how much people talk about John Gruden this past year with uh, uh, Khalil Mack leaving and Amari Cooper and all that. Man, so I, I think this is kind of we'll see how the Raiders offseason goes. I mean, the Raiders have such an appeal, I think, to uh, NFL players who want to go there. Yeah, um, now they do. It's such an appealing place to play, especially with them going to Vegas soon too. Oh, dude, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Derek Carr is throwing balls to Antonio Brown. For, hey, you think they're going to get rid of him this offseason? If it's not this offseason, the next offseason. Because uh, they were already looking to sh- shop him around earlier in, uh, what is, we're in March right now. So yeah, like oh, yeah. mid-February, I was seeing reports that they were, lightly testing the waters and they pay, basically didn't get much bite back. So, but. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I mean, it's hard to say whether that dude's a flash in the pan or not. Um, I, I mean, I haven't watched too much game film on him, but I know just based on the way like Jordan coaches too, like the verbiage is tough to get with. And I think he likes a quarterback who's, I think a little bit more of a West Coast style than a gunslinger, you know? Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. He do. He do. He's, he's all about those, like, double reads and stuff like that. Spider 2, why the mana crap he runs. Tight end and fullback. Like, he likes the double reads and shit. Dude. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the website. I'm feeling I'm Antonio Brown's mustache, dude. I am not. <laughs> dude, that is that is some ballsy shit right there, dude. I don't know. I don't know if that's him just going off the deep end and saying "fuck it," um, or what, man. But that is that is an attention getter if I've ever seen one. Yeah, it's. I don't. I mean, do whatever the fuck you want. You know, it's 2019. However, you got to do the eyebrows too, bro. You can't just do the mustache. Like, well, I'd be better if, like, oh, he just had that mustache too, though, but he's got that uh, the beard and everything too. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't even see that. I didn't peep the yeah. beard. That bastard. <laughs> but that shit's it's it's off putting. It's it's fucking scary to see a black dude with a blonde mustache. It is. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> fucking scary to me. <laughs> it's, it's almost like when a kid gets a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, man, man, man. So I've been on. I went on this website. Is GrudenGoneYet.com, um, and I've been on this site for a little under a minute. And John Gruden's already made twenty dollars. Twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, and counting. He is still old. Eight hundred and eighty eight million two hundred and seventy three thousand nine hundred and seventy. $996. Wow. This website is yeah, a... Yeah. It's a freaking... Yeah, yeah. Huh? 
contract. So we've got uh, Bonilla uh, from the Mets, dude. He's like still getting paid. Oh yeah, twenty thirty five. Yeah, this is fucking insane. Check their website out. It's GrudenGone.com. It's GrudenGoneYet.com. It is a countdown timer till the minute, to the second his contract expires. And it tells you how much he's made. Seriously. It tells you how much he's made since you've been on the website and how much is left he's owed. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. How, I mean, obviously I haven't seen the contract, but how would you even void something like that if they're like, this just ain't going well? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. It was I almost feel like you'd have to like, get him in a sting operation or something like that, you know? <laughs> like plant some drugs on him and arrest him. Catch him jerking, getting him trying you to get a jerk yeah. off. You gotta Robert Kraft him, dude. Right, exactly. You gotta craft him. But even then, 10, 10 million, $100 million for 10 years, yo. That is fucking nuts. Like, how would you, how would you like that job security right there? I would love that job security. Like, yeah. shit. Are you kidding me? You could do whatever you want. Yeah, you had a choice between, like, coaching the Oakland Raiders or working for ESPN. What a tie up. What a toss up, huh? Yeah, what a toss up, for real. <laughs> Fuck, man. And like I didn't, I didn't like him in the booth. Honestly, he was too. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to say without being offensive? He's too country. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 no, no, he was no. too. Because uh, we were talking about um, Bryce Harper's contract too, and like the income tax and stuff oh. too. So I'm curious, like especially in the state of California, like how much of that money is like what he's seeing, and how much is going to the government too? You know. Oh, not, not to be the political guy here. No, but. no, this is because this is this is what happens with uh, with large contracts. We will we will actually yeah. we'll we'll talk about that here in a second. Let's just oh wait, I'm gonna wrap up the NFL. Um, is there anything else okay. that you need to talk about in the National Football League? I did see a couple couple headlines. I did see um, uh, safety is safety is, is a big uh, market in free uh, free agency. I think Terrell too. Landon Collins is uh, up there. Earl Thomas is out there. Um, and then I did see the Rams signed Eric Weddle. Um, he just got released from the Ravens. Mm. So it looks like the Rams are trying to shore up their defense a little bit more too. So Yeah, because they fucking sucked in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All the way Fuck around. I, I, to me, it looked like, I mean, the defense didn't look horrible. It just looked like their offense, like they were not doing good with vertical defense. Like it was the the Patriots just looked like they were playing their gaps right, and they weren't fucking doing anything about it. No, that's exactly what it was. the The defense played well because Wade Phillips had cool, different ideas. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't executing. Like, looking back on it, there were a couple of plays that should have been, like, interceptions. But for the most part, Tom Brady was just missing, you know? Yeah. And then when it came time for the defense to do something, they were already too tired because they were out for fucking three and a half quarters on the field already, you know? Oh, yeah. I I, I credit that. I mean, not to take away from the players on the D because they're, you know, they're they're good players. But they got outplayed and they got outcoached, you know? And that happens 
It's yeah, just, I mean, Bel- Belichick's on another level, dude. He's 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 a mastermind. I saw uh, there's an annual sports conference at MIT where they like analyze data and all types of weird shit, and yeah. it is mathematically proven that Bill Belichick is the best head coach ever to coach a game, um, a professional team of American sports. It's kind of weird. Like, I, I'm not going to quote the whole article, but it came up to about even if you had the same team and the same players and you went and played Belichick, there's a 20% chance that you're not going to win, even if yeah. everything was the same. And I was like, holy fuck. That's, I mean, he has a 20% higher chance of beating you than. I, I mean, him, I put him up there, you know, like, obviously with Lombardi, but, like, across sports, like, the Phil Jacksons and Red Auerbachs and stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. No, no uh, question. Scotty Bowman and everything. I, and but, honestly, it's harder in football because it's it's yeah. been, it's designed to not make dynasties, you know? Baseball and uh, basketball have always been much more player-friendly, you know? Um, whereas the NFL, yeah, like, let me, let me say this a little bit better. Not that it's player friendly. It's a player driven league. A single player on a baseball team or NBA team can make a much bigger impact than a single player on an NFL team can, you know? So I think that plays a lot into it, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it is situated that way. Um, it, there's really, I mean, it's not like we're even arguing about it. We're just both saying he's the fucking greatest. It's just arguing how great, you know? Yep. Yep. But, oh. yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got really on the NFL, man. All um, right. Off-season's always, it's it's interesting, but, you know, you could, you could build a good off-season team and end up like the freaking Eagle team when they have, like, Vince Young and, like, Aussie uh, Namawa. Uh, Oh yeah, fucking eight and eight. <laughs> Vince Young got fired from the Texans. Yeah. I mean, from uh, the Longhorns. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So I mean, it, I don't know. Like it's it's cool to follow, but you never know. I mean, off season just it's it's just it keeps you excited. It's just a big hype train. Yeah, uh, it in is. In the meantime, man, like I, like I said, I've been, been following wrestling a lot more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some wrestling. Not WWE versus The Rock versus Triple H. Ronda Rousey shit. We talking about real motherfucking wrestling. Put your cups on and your headgear and slam some bodies on mats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll talk about, I think Big 12 are still going, but uh, the Big 10 wrestling, man, uh, no surprise. Penn State comes in first. Um, Penn State, I believe they won eight of, oh, excuse me, eight, eight of the last nine or seven of the last eight national titles. Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah, they're fucking steamrolling, dude. Um, Ohio seven. And Ohio State came in second at 122.5. And then Iowa came in third at 107.5 for Big Tens. Now, as far as individuals go, man, uh, Sebastian Rivera from Northwestern, he beat, uh, returning 2018 national champion Spencer Lee. Um, that was at 125 pounds, and they had a sudden victory title. Um, it was sudden victory, man. It was nuts. Mm. Uh, you can kind of check all this stuff out at Flow Wrestling, too. Um, 
I, I think this 25 and 33 pounds is going to be probably the toughest bracket in the nationals. The 33 pounds, uh, that's 133. They have at least five or six, uh, top 10 kids just in that conference, man. Good um, including like, world, like we're talking like world class freestyle and Greco rappers. It was just insane. It's like the semifinals were Nick Seriano and Austin DeSanto. And that one got bloody. Like they fucked each other up. Yes. So that was a lot of fun to see. Uh, but Nick Seriano ended up taking 133. But the returning, uh, national runner up, uh, Mitchell from Michigan, he injury defaulted out, so we'll see how that plays out. Damn. Yeah, so moving on from that, man, uh, 141 pounds. We had Joey McKenna from Ohio State, won that weight. 149 pounds, Anthony Ashnall from Rutgers, 157 pounds, Jason Knoll from Penn State, and this dude is a fucking freak, dude. Um, him and Bo Nickel, uh, I don't know, there's a, there's a good chance, I think, that Penn State could have three to four. Um, I think they're going to win nationals again, but I don't know. It might just be Nolf, Mark Hall, and Bo Nickel. Um, 165 pounds, the champion was Alex Marinelli from Iowa, and he beat uh, uh, Vincenzo Joseph from Penn State. That was a freaking huge upset. And Marinelli, I think he has a good chance to, uh, to, to win it. Um, that's just me. 174 pounds, Mark Hall, Penn State. This dude, I ended up playing a recorder after it. Was dope, dude, you gotta check that out. Um, real talent. <laughs> beat, beat the dude and started playing a recorder. It was the coolest shit I could see. Oh, that's fucking... Uh, that's like the manliest <laughs> shit you could fucking do, bro. Yeah, he's dope, dude. He, he's real dope. Um, I, I think he's... I mean, he's a fucking character. I think he just makes reference fun. Him and DeSanto are a lot of fun. Um, in my opinion, like DeSanto, a lot of people hate this kid from, from my He's a 33-pounder. But I, I don't know. I think it's just good to have authentic villains and people that just piss you off. Yeah. It makes you pay attention to the sport. And I think this sport definitely needs it because it's not something that a lot of casual people watch. You know what I mean? No, no. Honestly, but, and the most people get from out of wrestling other than the Olympics, if they watch that, is through MMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's, um, I think that's kind of been helping the sport, honestly. And there's a lot of people who are worried about that. But I think a lot of kids have got into uh, uh, wrestling because they aspire to be MMA, MMA fighters. Yeah, cause and you, I think it's really helped. I, I, as a non-wrestler and someone who doesn't follow like you do, you know, I can say that I've seen more people becoming interested in wrestling because it makes them a more rounded fighter, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can knock somebody yeah. out. Yeah, you can kick somebody. But what are you going to do if they try to take you to the ground and choke you out? You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I, I think it's a cultural maybe change a little bit because a lot of people look at wrestling just as a sport mm. when it's a martial art. You know. It, yeah, true. That's very true, bro. Yeah. That's true, man. Yeah, and it's been well, it's been very Americanized. You know, these kind of championships and weight classes. You know. And I'll finish it up with, like, you know, 184 pounds is Miles Martin from Ohio State. 197 is no surprise. Bo Nickel from Penn State. Then 285, Anthony Kassar from Penn State beat the uh, true freshman, uh, Gable Stevenson, man. Um, so that, that was good. And Gable Stevenson is, is a freak. Uh, he, he could come back and win it. That was a last-second shot, too. <laughs> um, so we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I think... Um, uh, it's 
far as getting back to the MMA and, and wrestling deal, dude, I, I think I, I, I'm one of these guys. I think it gets technical to the point where maybe some people don't quite understand like the rules and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think everybody understands wrestling, you know, how to take people down and just, it, it, it's wired within our DNA in my opinion. I mean, just fighting in general, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we... Oh, yeah, dude. You talk about just squaring up with your buddy, dude. It's like, who, who's who's the toughest, who's the fastest? It's just playground stuff, you know? Yep. It's fucking awesome. So, I mean, I, I would I would love it. I mean, especially, and you're from the East Coast, dude, so, like, you have it, I mean, not necessarily Boston, but, like, New Jersey and, and Pennsylvania. And and those kinds of states, man, like they have some freaking good wrestling, man. I didn't get into wrestling. I mean, I'm still not really into wrestling, but I didn't really get into it until much later in life. <laughs> you know, um, and it's true. There were, there were, you know, like actual wrestling and then, you know, like entertainment wrestling. There are so many fucking events in the East Coast um, that now as an adult, I kind of feel like, shit, I missed out on a lot of shit. You know, uh, you're a kid. Yeah. But I, I think when you're a kid too, a lot of what it shows you is the singlet. Dude. Just being real, like I don't think a lot of kids want to wear that 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 outfit. No, not not without explosions and intro music. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like, and I I've seen now they're they're doing a lot, lot like especially I think the MMA influence. A lot of these kids are wearing like combat shorts mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Under Armour. And I've seen a lot of like jujitsu crossovers and stuff. It's it's interesting how I think the sport's growing because it's kind of becoming a hybrid of a lot of different styles too. But I can say this, and it, it applies to anything throughout time and history. The shit that survives is the shit that adapts. You know. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And that it goes. I mean, it goes for anything. But I mean, I'm I'm checking this shit out now. A related note: that bare knuckle, uh, bare knuckle uh, boxing. Oh, you love it. Checking that out at all? I love that shit. Yeah, because I mean, there was somebody pointing out to me that uh, talking about the gloves and how heavy they are. That that's kind of what's giving a lot of these people concussions and and brain damages. You're just hitting people with these heavy gloves and not really trying to save your hand, you know? It's like, you don't have to worry about your hand getting broke. You're just going to freaking lay into somebody. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's kind of good for fighting, too, dude. I think if you're, you know, able to fight with the gloves and without the gloves, too, and be able to wrestle, um, I'd love to see, you know, I think what McGregor kind of opened up is uh, kind of these cross-sport fighters, too, kind of how, like, Sean White has done that with snowboarding and skateboarding, too, you know? Yo, that's, um, like, not to bring it back to football, but I believe what you said about, it's, I've heard that argument, I mean, not argument, the thing about wearing gloves, you don't have to worry about your hands, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's added weight. Same shit with football. There were a lot less concussions in football when they didn't wear helmets because you had to worry about your fucking face and your head, you know? With the oh, yeah. with the occasional oddball, you know, because people are crazy, you know. But I genuinely believe if you took away uh, most of the protective gear in football, a lot of the head injuries would, you know, go down because you're cognitive of holy shit, I'm moving really fast. I'm not trying to smash my head off this dude's head, 
you know, it's kind of like rugby. People get concussed because it's a contact sport. But watching rugby, you see how they hit each other. They don't hit each other with their heads. It's all body, you know, and hips, which is, I don't know, but that's enough. No, I'm, I'm 100%, 100% with you. Like, I, I've talked to a lot of people who are involved with the game, and that's kind of been, I think, a secret movement is like uh, not necessarily getting rid of these helmets even, but like maybe like returning them back to like the even like leather or, mm-hmm. you know, taking away the face mask and stuff. And I think there has been – uh, don't quote me on this, but I think there's been some prominent NFL coaches that have talked about that too. Yeah, it makes sense, dude. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Now, we will quickly talk about the NBA and how the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs, which is nice. Yes, they will. Am I allowed to be biased and celebrate that? I mean. <clears throat> I w- there's what uh, eleven games or something like that left, and yeah. they're fifteen games out of first place. But what's this? One, two, holy shit! Wow, yeah, they're not making it. They are. There's seven games out of the wild card spot for a playoff appearance. So they essentially oh, have true. to win every single game to potentially make it to the wild card. Which is nice, because fuck the Lakers, beat L.A. I'm from Boston. That shit is in my fucking blood, yo. Fuck them. Um, admittedly, like, I'm a Nuggets fan of Colorado soon, too, but I root for Boston if it comes down. They're my East Coast team. East Coast team. It is, it's a lot of people because of the prominence, the 80s. Not too much in the 90s, you know, but... Uh, it's for me. It's like, dude. It, it's the '60s, you know that. Like I said, Arbuck and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But uh, also Larry Bird and all that stuff too. I'm with that. You're you're a fan of history, brother. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, I we, I do like when they're both good, though. <laughs> I will say that. No, I'll tell you this. Like I was about to say, the Nuggets yeah. are shitting on the Celtics. The Celtics wish they were doing what the Nuggets were doing this season. Uh, Nuggets are in second place right now on the West Coast, two games behind the Warriors, who just lost to the Celtics, by the way. Um, but I don't think they're really playing right now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do top five, West Coast and then East Coast. And if you have anything else to throw in there for the NBA, feel free. Other than that, I'm going to move on. So, Bye, boss. top five, NBA. Warriors. Sorry, Western Conference. We got the Warriors at number one. Nuggets at two, like I just said, two games behind the Warriors. Rockets at three, four and a half games back. Uh, Thunder at four, it's five and a half games back. And they are also tied with the Blazers. They have, yeah, they're tied. They have the same record, 40 and 26. Now, East Coast, top five. We got the Bucks, number one. Raptors, two, with two and a half games behind the Bucks. The 76ers in third, eight and a half games. Pacers, fourth, eight and a half games. They're tied with the 76ers. And the Celtics are fifth, 41 and 26, nine and a half games back. They've been fifth all season. I guess I should go to six, seven, and eight because it's almost playoff time. Fine. Jazz, Clippers, Spurs, Pistons, Nets, Heat. God, I hate talking about basketball. (laughs) 
Dude, I, it's unnecessary. I don't care until June. Really? Right, right. It's it's almost time for me to really care about it. And it's like, if I'm not talking about the Celtics or someone that's relevant to my current situation, like the Nuggets, you know, it's, it's just like, what's the point for me? What is the point? And I, I say I'm a Nuggets fan, but I think Jokic is literally the only guy I can say right now. And that goes for the Avs. Like, I know our big players, uh-huh. but I've been a casual fan lately, dude. <laughs> and... uh but I make make no doubt I will jump on the bandwagon. Get on the bandwagon. That's, I mean, but okay. See, I'm glad you said that. You're not never on the bandwagon. You just have varying levels of attention. You know, you're not like, oh, I'm all about the Spurs this year. You know, now the Nuggets yeah. are good. Yeah, Nuggets. You know, it's not, it's not like that. It's not. I, like I that was real for it. It's kind of like uh, I don't know how to explain. It. I'm with you on that. It's like that very level of attention, but at some point, too, I'm like, hey, I got, I got to do my job. You do your job. Your job just happens to be a little bit more high profile. Right. You know? Yeah. So. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to do... <clears throat> got some random facts, some sports birthdays for the week of the 4th through the 10th of February. <clears throat> the only person I know on February 4th, excuse me, I said February, God damn it, March. March 4th through March 10th, Draymond Green was born on the 4th in 1990. On the 5th, we have, I know this name, Mike Monk, Monkchak? I don't know from where. The lineman? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's what it's from because I'm like, why else yeah. would I know that name? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a freaking O-line coach for Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 1960 was uh, March 5th. Michael Irving of the Dallas Cowboys fame, 1966 on the 5th. Oh, my God. And, oh, shit, and Wally Zerbiak, fucking 1977. Nice. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that, dude. <sighs> Random trivia no. question. What was unusual about LSU's uniforms in 1952? Think about that. I'm going to go over some birthdays real quick. Okay. <clears throat> Shaquille O'Neal, fucking March 6th, 1972. That's the only one I know on this. <clears throat> and the answer to that trivia question is... To help fans identify each position of the player, LSU desi- devised a unique system... Basically, they put fucking the letters on each pre- cues and whatever for quarterback, T for mm. tackle, blah, blah, blah. And that was controversial in 1952. Because you know why? Because white people, that's why. Moving on. Dude, no, sir. You, are you looking at like some of like, not to get off on a tangent, like some of like controversial shit? Like Elvis moving his fucking hips, dude? Oh, yeah. Right. Like, those people would lose their goddamn minds now, dude. <laughs> Losing it for no reason, no reason. Dude, just, just seriously, if they just turned on, like you could, you could literally just watch Wayne Brady on whose line is it anyway? The most inoffensive dude I could think of as a black dude, they would lose their fucking shit. <laughs> well, because first he's black, duh, and then all the extra stuff. Well, he's talking he's to hilarious. a white person. I'm kidding, Gary. I'm kidding. He's fucking hilarious, and he and he chokes bitches. Wayne Brady's gonna have to choke a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Wayne Brady makes <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I'll make Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Yeah, that's what it was. I almost said Malcolm X look like Brian Gumble, but I was like, that's not that's not right. <laughs> God damn, I love Chappelle. <laughs> oh, I don't know any birthdays on the seventh. Um on the eighth of March we have Jim Rice, nineteen fifty three. That's the only person oh. I know on there. On the ninth we have Clint Dempsey, eighteen, excuse me, nineteen eighty-three, and the piece of shit Aaron Boone, who hit the fucking walk-off home run against the goddamn Red Sox in two thousand and seven. I will never fucking forget that day. Aaron yeah. Boone, his birthday. He's also an ESPN analyst now. On the ninth of March, nineteen seventy-three. He's a monster. No, he didn't do shit that whole season except for when it mattered. Fuck him. Yo. <laughs> Hey, not to sound like an idiot, because I think, again, casually falling shit, but is, is uh, Troy Tulowitzki with the Yankees now? I don't know shit about the Yankees, bro. But, uh, I'm like, fucking, I'll have to Google that. Yeah, Google it, because I'll tell you right now, dog, baseball is, I I like the Red Sox. I don't like baseball, you know? Yeah, I like the Re- Rockies and Red Sox. I don't know, Boston's been like my second sports town. Title Town, baby. Motherfucking Title Town. Last but not least, March 10th, we have Rod Woodson, 1965, and Matt Kenseth. I believe he's a NASCAR racer, 1972. Those are the weeks. That's another obscure sport that uh, I need to get myself into as an unathletic dude. Listen, Scame, who called, which we're about to listen to right now, he covered NASCAR for us so you don't have to worry about it. Nice, dude. That's an excellent segue. Yes, it is. So, this, uh, we'll be right back. Take a listen to Scale. Hey, my nigga, what's good? Chillin', bro. What's going on? Ain't shit, man. Finally recording on this brand new computer. It's gonna be nice. Yeah, new shitty old Mac. It's not old, sir. Shitty new Mac. <laughs> Shitty old new Mac. Fuck you. <laughs> Repurpose hardware. That's all it is. Oh. Nah, I don't even know. I don't even know which one you got. I don't know the specs. I don't care. This shit is a beast. That's all you need to know. <laughs> nah, I bet. I bet. But, Especially for the shit you need it for. Yeah, I know. I know. It could have been 7Gs, but no. I ain't paying that much. That's a fucking car. You really need a pewter that pukes. <laughs> Computers computing. <laughs> Word, nigga. All right, what you got with this uh, this good old week? I uh, will kick it off with some NHL where the Bruins are fucking shitting on everything. Yeah. Uh, they're officially the second best team in the NHL. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, they're um, 42, 17, and 9 with 93 points. Uh, their last 10 games, they're 9 0 oh, 1. They're currently on a 19-game point streak. Uh, it's on pace to, to hit the team record of 23 games. Uh, so we'll see if they can hit that uh, by the end of this week. That will be pretty dope. Uh, but they're second in the Atlantic, um, pulling away from third place Toronto. So Toronto was like a point behind for the last few weeks. Uh, they're now like three points 
mm. back, I think. So kind of pulling away from them, getting some space. Uh, second in the East, second in the NHL. They uh, had a solid week, beat Carolina 4-3 in OT. Uh, they beat nice. Florida 4-3 in dramatic fashion. They had fucking two goals within 30 seconds of each other in the final minute of the game. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. F- fucking crazy. Uh, Grizzlick scored the first of the two goals. Um, it ended a, a scoring drought that he was on, and then Bergeron got the game winner. Uh, so doing big things there. Right. Yesterday, Saturday, they beat Ottawa. Uh, David Krejci scored with uh, 45 seconds left in the game, so kind of another dramatic finisher. Uh, they're playing Pittsburgh tonight at 7.30 Eastern, so see how that goes, because fuck Sidney Crosby. Yep. Fuck him. Fuck Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they're doing great. Uh, it's giving me a lot of hope for the playoffs. I just hope they don't blow their load too early and just like slump throughout the playoffs. But uh, they, I mean, they're doing all this shit without two, like two of their stars. They're down a couple of people, but they're down Jake DeBrusque who hurt his, I think his, his ankle or some shit like that. He's got a walking boot. Ooh. I'm not sure how long he's gonna be out. And then uh, Pasternak is still still out. Not sure how much longer he's gonna be out with that, uh, that weird injury he had, so. Uh, yeah, when they come back, I mean, hopefully, in theory, they should be getting even better. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Nice. Uh, there's only about 12 games left, I think, for all teams. Oh, damn, this shit's over. Uh, yeah, because they play, you know, some, play, some teams have more of the games played over others. Right. I think they're all about anywhere between 10 to 12 games, depending on what their schedule was like uh, before we start hitting the playoffs. Damn, that was fast. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it's, feels like it. Feels like it, but the playoffs are also very fucking long. That's true, bro. Just like basketball, that's very true. Uh, yeah, Julian's abs. Uh, Still shitting? Are... Still sucking? What happened? Are they still sucking? They, I mean, they're making a solid run. Uh, in their last 10, they're 6-2-2. Two, two. Oh, that's not terrible. So that's, that's not bad at all. Yeah. I mean, still, uh, out of all, out of their, those 10 games, they only lost points in two of them, so that's not bad at all. Uh, they're currently 30-27-12 with 72 points. Uh, so they're sixth in the Central. They're about uh, two points out of the wild card, I think it was. Okay. Out of the second wild card spot. Um, they're 10th in the West, 20th in the NHL. Uh, had a pretty good week. They uh, they beat Anaheim 4-3 last Sunday. Uh, I think that happened after we recorded. Uh, they beat them in OT. Tuesday, they beat Detroit in OT. Uh, Thursday, had a rough game against Dallas. They got shut out 4 nothing, but uh, came back last night and beat Buffalo 3 nothing. So a nice little bounce back there. Nice, good for them. Yeah, if they can keep uh, keep runs like that going, they they have a good chance to, to at least get one of those wild cards. Spots, so we'll see. Word, nigga. Uh, earlier this week, Tampa Bay they became the first team to officially clinch a playoff spot, which I mean, doesn't surprise me. They got a fucking 108 points. God damn, that's a lot of points. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, their first place with 108. 
Bruins are in second with 93. Uh, San Jose has, uh, San Jose Sharks have 90. Toronto Maple Leafs have 89. And uh, in fifth place, Calgary Flames got 89 points. 89, 89, 89. Yeah, and Toronto's ahead of them with 89 because they got one extra win uh, than the Calgary Flames do, so that's why they're a spot ahead. But yeah, like I said, a few games left, um, about a dozen or so. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in crunch time. And who squeezes in? Um, and hopefully for Julian, his ass can get in there. Especially the way they started off the season. Yeah, I know they started off hard. Yeah, and it'll be it'll suck if they just kind of shit the bed to the end of the season. I mean, hopefully they can make a little run and at least get first round. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be nice. That'd be nice for them. But I, I think they're still a young team, so. No, they are. That's what I was gonna say. From my knowledge, yeah. they're still. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't know much about them, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. At least their stars are, are younger guys. Yeah, pretty young team. I think last year was. Well, two years ago was when they put the team together, and like last year they did pretty good. So you know, growing pain, but yeah, they'll be yeah. All right. Yeah, get that, get that experience. Especially playoff hockey is a whole other animal. It's like Olympic hockey. Um, but jumping into some uh, kickboxing, uh, there was a glory card, uh, glory sixty-four. I forgot where it was. It was Strasbourg, I think it was. In Germany? I'm assuming. Um, I think that's where it was. But I didn't watch the card. Um, I just I went back and watched the Co-Main, the main event. Um, Co-Main was the Women's Super Bantamweight Championship. It was Anissa Mexen um, versus Tiff Tybom Van Soost. Uh, so it's current champ, Anissa versus former champ, Tiff. Uh, Tiff Timebomb, that's my girl, but she lost this one. Uh, she lost a split decision. And main event, this shit was weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was, i never seen some shit like this. So, Cedric Dumbay, I don't know if you remember me talking about him in other glory cards in the past, but he's, he's a beast. He's knockout artist. He's, he's the current uh, welterweight champ. Um, but in this fight, he was fighting Harut Gregorian, and he gets a he gets a knockdown, and he thinks the fight's over. The like the Gregorian gets up, the ref's gonna give him the standing eight, and Dubey goes out of the ring, runs halfway up the up the entrance ramp, celebrating, giving everybody high fives and shit. But the fight is still going on. He didn't what? pay attention to what was going on. <laughs> it was very fucking strange, but um, he ended up getting back in the ring and got the TKO victory because of, uh, of the three knockdown rule. Uh, so he gets that and gets the win in the second round, retains his welterweight championship. Wow. Yeah, very <laughs> weird. Uh, we had another UFC fight night. Uh, this was fight night 146. It's an ESPN Plus card, so probably nobody watched it. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't. Um, had opening up the main card, we had Amari. Is that it? Yeah, Amari Akhmedov defeating Tim Bosch by decision. Uh, I think that was unanimous. I don't know why I didn't write that, but yeah. Um, De- 
Sounds crazy. Just yeah, it was unusual. pretty. It was just a weird, weird position for somebody to land something like that. But yeah, and the arm, like the way he was bending the arm, the the elbow, it looked, it looked pretty bad. <laughs> uh, next fight up, we had Blagoy Ivanov. That doesn't sound like a fucking bad guy from a movie. I don't know what does. <laughs> uh, Either that or defeated. a fucking prescription drug. <laughs> he defeated Ben Rothwell. Uh, I believe that was unanimous decision. That was another one I didn't write down. I don't know why. Uh, Nico Price defeats Tim Means by TKO in round one. Uh, so, I mean, they both start off the fight just throwing. Just throwing punches at each other, just standing there. Uh, Means ended up getting the better of Price. He landed a... Well, he, he started getting the better of Price. And then Price, out of nowhere, lands his right hook right to Means' jaw and drops him. Um, and then as he's like, as soon as he hits the mat, uh, Price is on top of him. He hits him with another right and then lands a hammer fist and then the ref pulls him off. It's over. He was, I mean, Means was out of it. Yeah, dog. <laughs> he rocked his fucking jaw. You should have seen the way he did. It looked like he got shot the way he dropped it. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, um, that's fun. Listen to this fucking name. Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Whoa. Wait, say that one yeah. more time. Uh, it's, the first name is E-L-I-Z-E-U. I'm assuming Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. What is he like? Ukrainian and Brazilian? I have no idea. When I seen that name, it confused the fuck out of Holy me. I was like, where shit. the fuck is this dude from? That's crazy. But uh, yeah, he defeats Curtis Millinder by submission. Uh, he got the rear naked choke in round one. He, uh, he Dos Santos pretty much dominated the ground game. Uh, he gets the mount on um, Millender, and then Melinda just tries to roll out of it, which automatically gave up his back. And Dos Santos sinks in the rear naked for the win. Uh, then the main event, we had another Dos Santos. Uh, this we had Junior Dos Santos defeating Derek Lewis. Uh, so this was that two losses in a row, I think, for the Black Beast. Shit. Um, but yeah, he lost. TKO punches in round two. Uh, Lewis looked good. He was throwing head kicks. Uh, and for a big guy, it's pretty impressive. I even threw a couple of flying knees. But um, 
opposite. Late in round one, he got hurt by a, a spinning back kick. Basically, the heel right to the gut. And it, it kind of looked like he was baiting them in, like he bent over pretending to be hurt. Because when Dos Santos was rushing in to try to finish him off, he would throw a wild haymaker. And he almost connected a couple of times when he, when he was doing it. Uh, but he looked to be seriously hurt by that body kick. Um, yeah, but he was able to survive round one despite that. I think that happened with like about a minute left and he was able to survive. But then uh, JDS just came back around to, um, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you know, but JDS is probably one of the better boxers for the heavyweights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he just started landing shots. Uh, he lands a, a big right. Um, I, did I say it was round two? Yeah. Lands a big right round two and just doesn't stop throwing punches until Herbie jumps in. I couldn't keep count of how many shots he landed because he landed a shitload. But yeah, um, I don't, that body shot probably just took the last of whatever Lewis had in, in the first round and just rolled over into the second. He didn't have anything. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Sucks for Derek Lewis because I fucking love that dude. He's fucking hilarious. Dude, I don't know if you've seen earlier in the week uh, they had an interview well they showed it I don't know how new the interview is but uh, one of the girls that does the broadcast not the broadcast but like the pre-shows and all that shit uh, I think Megan, Megan Levy no it wasn't her it was the other girl the, the black girl I forget her name but uh, he asked they asked like why like why are you so calm and relaxed every time we see you and he was like Basically, I'm high as shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sucks for Derek Lewis. Uh, hopefully, he can get a couple of wins and get back together and get back in the picture. I know. Last, I remember hearing that he was close to retiring. So hmm. that was before he even got that title run. So who knows? I don't know what's gonna happen with him. Hope to see him keep fighting. I like that dude. Yeah, he's fun. He's always good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, NASCAR this week we had the Ticket Guardian 500 Ticket Guardian. Raceway. Uh, it actually just finished oh. um, probably about five minutes ago. Right. Uh, stage one winner we had Ryan Blaney. Stage two winner in the in the Skittles number 18, not his typical M&M's 18, uh, Kyle Busch. And uh, he actually went on to win the race. Uh, he was from what I remember seeing, he was pretty much in the top 10 the entire fucking time. Shit. Um, but yeah, he had a good run. A uh, lot of lot of cautions. I don't know if you remember last week, there was, I think there were no no regular cautions, just the the stage ending cautions. Uh, this week, there was a ton, I think. Uh, I think it, they were in the double digits. I remember last oh, year, and they were like 9 or 10. And I know there was a few more while we were recording so um, I, I definitely say double digits for cautions this week people are losing tires uh, just, uh, going into the wall a lot, a lot of issues people making contact a lot of that had to go with them going five wide into turns and shit but that's okay. another story where was this at the race Phoenix oh was, okay. uh, was it ISM Raceway I don't know if I know that one it's a smaller track it's like a mile a mile track okay yeah, it's a smaller raceway, but uh, yeah, I mean it was pretty pretty good racing. There's just a lot a lot of cautions. Everybody was just being super aggressive. Super aggressive. 
But hey, that's racing. Racing, baby. Rubbish. We just gotta do the win. Sometimes you gotta put a motherfucker in the wall. Rubbins racing, skin. <laughs> yeah, it is. We know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that's what I got. Word, man. Appreciate it, guy. Where can the good folks on the internet follow you? Follow me at Game Forty Four. It's Game Forty Four. All right, man. Word. Uh, yeah, we'll hear Bye, from bro. you next week, player. Definitely. All right, man. All right, man. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Good looks, my nigga. Appreciate you for the phone calls game. Always a good time, man. And, uh, you know, thanks for caring about hockey and shit, because I sure as fuck don't care. Now, finishing it out with some Overwatch League. I've been a bad Overwatch League watcher. I have not watched this full match at all this season. But, you know, I got you with the standings. Top eight. Here we go. New York Excelsior, Vancouver Titans, Toronto Defiant, Philadelphia Fusion, Dallas Fuel, Atlanta Rain, San Francisco Shock, and the Gangjul Charge. Those are the top eight teams. If the playoffs started right now for Overwatch League, that's where it would start. Boston moved its way up. Nice. Boston moved up from fucking 15 to 9. Shanghai still in 9. 15 plays Julian. They suck big dick. Now, Gary. Yes, sir. Where can the good people follow you and look for you on the internet and stuff? A couple places, man. You check me out on Instagram, Gary Miller BWC. And then you can also find me on YouTube at Best Worst Cantina. And my website is also Gary Miller BWC. You can check out a lot of stuff I've done on there. Check out my blog. Uh, if you can, order a movie, Army and Coop, watch it with your girlfriend and her boyfriend. Dude. That's all I got to plug on that. <laughs> like this for you, bro? Girlfriend and or boyfriend. Yes, that's right. Gary Miller, at Gary Miller, BWC. And that is Best Worst Cantina. That's what it stands for and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, again, follow Scam at Scam44. Make sure you follow Julian at Julian C. Mitchell. He's homesick. Hope you feel better soon, dude. Follow me. I'm at The Beatnik, all on the platforms. We'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Peace. Thanks, Gary. You're the man. Thank you. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh,